6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. If you filled up, this might get you hot under the collar. Um, you've noticed the price at the pump. And we're being warned to, hey guys, get used to the higher prices. So what is happening? Why? Let's find out with Dan McTagg, the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. Hey Dan, welcome back to the show. Good to be here, Jalen. Thanks for having me. So is this related to us coming out of the pandemic and things kind of getting back to normal? Uh, (laughs) A little bit, but I think it also has to do with uh, getting out of the pandemic, demand rising, and of course, uh, the bigger issue, which is uh, uh, not enough oil being produced, uh, causing uh, oil to move from, you know, the uh, mid-60s, low-60s up to uh, the low-mid $70 a barrel range. That's having an impact, obviously, uh, on pricing, not just here in Alberta, but right across North America. And at the same time, we are seeing some gas stations, in fact, I'd say the majority, finally throwing the towel in. I was very surprised. Many of them were operating on, you know, sub-zero Below cost uh, margins now saying, look, we can't continue this. It's going to be 14, 16 cents a liter for a period of time for us to be able to uh, recover and recoup, or we're all going to be out of business. And I think that probably wouldn't be in everyone's interest. Nevertheless, it is pretty high, and uh, it's probably about six or seven cents higher than normal. Okay, so you have touched on a number of things that I want to explore a little bit more. You talk about uh, the amount of oil being produced. We know uh, we've been told, I've, I've, I was reading today, that OPEC is holding back production to make up for losses. Yep. Is is that that's what's going on? They, they've made the decision to, to do this, and then it just all goes down. <laughs> it follows <it> towards <laughs> us. <laughs> I have to be careful what OPEC. I say, Dan. <laughs> OPEC plus is shrewd. I mean, they're looking at the picture and saying, all this move to, uh, you know, to lock down pipelines, to shut down U.S. Uh, shale producers. Uh, of course, we've known that here in Alberta. The same cast of characters have laid siege to many of the uh, efforts at trying to build out Canadian energy resources to get them to market. Uh, so the Americans are finally getting a taste of what we're getting. And, of course, Saudi Arabia, with its new ally, uh, OPEC plus Russia, couldn't be happier because they're now the swing producers, meaning they're the ones that are in charge of what the price should be. And they're going to hold back on production, not just to make up what they've lost during COVID, but now realize that the United States has now quickly permitted itself under this new administration. And we have to be honest about that. The idea that somehow, uh, you know, investors should be getting out of their assets in oil and natural gas, meaning less production, meaning a shortage and an energy crisis. Again, the United States has quickly walked away from its good old days of being energy independent, something it fought for for 20 years. It's now slid back in one year to the good old days, relying on others for its uh, energy. So as OPEC holds back on production and demand increases, and let's be real, Dan, it's going to continue to increase as more people hit the road, as travel opens up, as people get back on planes, that sort of thing. Um, you know, that's this is going to continue for a while. And so when we ask a while, if you look into your crystal ball, how long, do, how long do, or would you suggest that these high prices are going to last for? Well, how long will we continue to see the war on oil and gas in North America? Uh, uh, I suspect that's going to go on for several years, uh, and it's going to mean that uh, our inability to meet the growing demand for oil, because it's going to go from where it is now at the low 90s uh, to back to the average of 98, 99, and it's going to hit 105 million barrels before uh, even the uh, the woke International Energy Agency, uh, who said that we should simply have a roadmap to get rid of all oil, now 
begging Saudi Arabia, now begging Russia, please produce more oil. We have a problem. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, this is all getting very real. Uh, and not just for, you know, uh, those who've been pushing this, uh, this one-sided nonsense for some time that we can wish away fossil fuels, but the ener- energy density of fossil fuels is something that can't be replaced. Talk to Gavin Newsom, the, uh, uh, the governor of California, now imploring all those EV drivers not to plug in at the high peak demand times because the grid is going to fail. We're putting all of our eggs in one basket. We are painting ourselves into a corner, and our... Uh, competitors in OPEC and, and Russia couldn't be happier. I, I note, by the way, something really odd that happened last month. The United States imported 22 million barrels of oil from Russia. It's never wow. done that. And uh, that's just a sign of, uh, of things to come. There aren't as many drillers left, uh, half of what we saw during the pandemic, uh, pre-pandemic. So uh, we're, um, we're at a tipping point, and we're going to see higher prices directly as a result of this. Um, when we take a look at um, some of the, the prices, you know, per barrel uh, of oil, I was reading an article today that was speculating that we could see $100 a barrel again. It might not last for so long, but your thoughts on, on what we could see on that front in the coming months? Well, we'll see it, but we're going to watch it from the sidelines as opposed to being able to participate and take advantage yeah. of it as we've done in the past. When you block pipelines and prevent our ability to sell it into the market at $100 a barrel, you not only get the discounts, you simply don't get the uh, the volume of activity. And as uh, has been declared uh, and made very obvious, uh, Canadian oil production has increased 19-fold in the past 25 years. Federal, provincial, municipal coffers are all affected by this. Uh, the Canadian dollar will not be able to you know, respond as effectively as it has in the past, meaning it, uh, it will lose value, uh, and if it loses value, so goes our purchasing power, not just for oil and gas, but for everything. So Canadians are kidding themselves if they think that $100 oil uh, might somehow be good for the country because uh, in the past we've been able to take advantage of it, and we did so in 2012 to 2014. We did so in 2008, and we did so in 2006 as Canada's energy sector and oil and gas sector expanded. It's being deliberately stifled, strangulated by policies from our federal politicians in particular, and unfortunately, it's not Alberta that's going to suffer. It's the rest of the country in the form of higher prices. I always like to tell my friends here in Ontario, you uh, like the price of groceries, get ready for it. You voted to have this kind of policy in place that, that uh, stifles our oil and gas sector, our number one uh, economic engine. You are going to pay a very steep price for allowing a nation that is more reliant on energy because they, you know, we're a cold nation to begin with and a very inhospitable one. Without energy, without fossil fuels, uh, we would, uh, we would uh, very much return to the good old days of uh, instability and uh, perhaps a, uh, a day in which uh, getting uh, simple things, uh, taking uh, our, our standard of living for granted. Nevertheless, I think it's starting. the message is starting to sink. Canadians are starting to get very worried about the cost of living, and they're starting to make the connection between woke policies that have destroyed uh, affordability while at the same time uh, undermining Canadian jobs from coast to coast. Before I let you go, as a, as a former MP for Scarborough Pickering East, you watch politics very closely as, long, as well as petroleum. Do you think we're heading to the polls in the, in the fall? Definitely, uh, because some Canadians uh, haven't quite felt the effect of uh, uh, policies that have uh, hurt them. And so, uh, you know, people are still looking at this housing bubble and saying this is a sign of better things ahead. Uh, they're looking south of the border and believing American uh, uh, fiscal and monetary policy will somehow pull Canada out of the difficult position it finds itself in. Uh, we have a very big, deep debt. 
all of these things are, become, are going to become pretty obvious to Canadians, perhaps not as soon as August or September. Uh, so that's why I think the Liberals have no choice but to call an election. And they're going to do so. Think what a wonderful do- job they did on vaccinations. And, of course, uh, that should be enough for to convince most Canadians that uh, at least we got through this problem by spending money we don't have and uh, putting our country in, in serious debt. Dan, always appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks for this. Jillian, thanks for having me again. Great talking to you. Yeah, take care. Dan McTagg joining me this afternoon. He is the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. And, and you might be surprised when you, you listen to hear him speak and, you know, his very blunt observations of uh, government right now, but was a former Liberal MP for Scarborough Pickering East uh, down in uh, southern, south uh, eastern Ontario years back. So, yeah, um, there is potential, he is suggesting, that we could be up a buck 40 uh, a liter for for gas across the province this summer now i filled up one of our vehicles the other day uh, we have an SUV and then I have a, a little Mazda, but we the SUV and it's a diesel and i was i was surprised at the price for diesel as well and don't come at me about driving a diesel